The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. A soul's God presence is a massive being of measurable light and joy and a reflection of the prism of the light of God. At the level of the God presence, the soul is still connected to source and abides as a sound current within God. To add to its individualized expression, the God presence created some of the I am presences, which further divided, and consciousness traveled through a divine monad into more individualized monads. This is the amazing story of you. Consciousness emerged as an individualized flame experiencing itself spiraling out but it still maintained its original code and the divine blueprint. Many people encounter their God presence in their lifetimes, but they deny it. And at one time or another, most people will feel a stirring within when they know God or a higher power is communicating with them in some form. Some listen, but others do not. This is some of the writings from an extremely powerful book that I urge you to pick up because I have completely underlined just about every page of mine. <laughs> the Measure of Christ's Love by Catherine Julian Dove with Vera Lauren as editor, compiler, and contributor is extremely powerful. And if you've enjoyed A Course in Miracles and Conversations with God, you will absolutely love this book because it is very much of the same genre. Catherine is an oracle conveying Jesus' messages of unconditional love and mercy to the world. And The Measure of Christ's Love brings forth the divine intentions of Jesus and the meaning behind his teachings which really clarifies a lot of the major misinterpretations and offers highlights of his extraordinary life from infancy to his final hours. My guest tonight is Vera Lauren, and she is going to help us to understand so much of the wonderful messages that are in here, uh, and, and it is packed full. So without further ado, I want to introduce Vera Lauren to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome, Vera. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. I'm, I'm so humbled by the opportunities this path has been granting me, and I want to also thank your listeners for uh, being so honoring us and letting us into their home, welcome them, welcome us into their hearts and home. I'm stepping on my tongue over here. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because as I read through this, there's so much, and it's really in-depth, and it is very much to me the feeling of what Jesus would say. Uh, and, and I know that when things are channeled, and some people question channeling, and, and other people, you know, listen to it right away. But first and foremost, it is about the feeling that someone experiences when they are reading a message that has come through another. 
and I wanted you to talk a little bit about that so that people understand when they read this book, rather than allowing the ego mind or the skeptical mind to banter with what they're reading, to really go into the heart and feel if that feels like truth. I'm so glad you picked up on that because, first of all, I'll explain. I take a scientific, pragmatic approach to everything. And so when we were doing this in my forward, I asked Jesus to give us a scientific explanation of exactly what happens when one is channeling. And he said that, first of all, it takes someone who is very pure. You have to have um, carry the frequency of the Christ in your heart. And he said when a master wants to speak through one of his oracles, one of his messengers, there is a piercing light that descends through the crown center and oversoles the physical form. And he said this is how they utilize the voice to bring out their work on the planet. And, and he emphasized he didn't want people to feel shame or, um, like you say, allow their ego to get in the way to think that this is actually can happen, that, that they have this ability to speak through their messenger. This has been going on forever. The, the original Bible accounts were related in the same way. And in the book, he says, allow the master within to recognize the master within another. And I also warn people, too, that when you go to someone who's channeling, always, even whether it's an intuitive or a psychic or someone, always make sure you know something about that person. Because channeled messages, I think in some sense everyone channels. But he's, but channeled messages, they're, when they come through somebody, it has to, it can't be anything fear based because that's not from God. Anything that is fear has nothing to do with the light. And when you speak with, when certain psychics or intuitives, you have to see what their background is or sometimes I know there's a lot of popular psychics out there and one of them is channeling a relative and I said to people, would you have if this person were alive, would you ask them for, for information or guidance on what they're doing? So that's what I wanted to say. But back to the book, the reason that is so important is because when you said that you can tell this message is really from Jesus or what Jesus would say, which sounds so cliched in some ways, or what would Jesus do, it's absolutely true. The feeling you get when you read this book, the energy involved was so important. Every time I worked... I would be kissed on the forehead before. Actually, Jesus said he does this to everyone he works with and would meditate and pray. This is such a sacred teaching that we really looked at it in this respect and held the utmost uh, um, uh, responsibility to make sure that whatever we did was always in that way. And, And first of all, this book was 860 pages originally. And then we broke it down because we thought, well, most people don't want to read a lot. And we had a lot of concepts that we wanted to uh, touch on. And I wanted to include so many things. And so I thought, well, if I give a well-rounded approach, people who are on the precipice of change that have, you know, just beginning to question different things will be drawn to the teaching. But then on the other end of the spectrum, those who are well-informed and have been interested for many years in metaphysics, I wanted to attract them as well. And I think we did a pretty good job of making it well-rounded enough to, to reach, you know, that level. So, um, it, I, I do believe it is, and I want to get into some of the, the points so that people really understand the wealth of information that's in this book. Um, first of all, I think it's, in, it's important to discuss, um, there's a statement in here that says that Jesus wants to point out that there is no rank in heaven and that the status that has been given him has incorrectly placed him in a position to be worshipped. 
And he really felt that this was an important message that needed to be known at this time. And why is that so important, especially now? Well, first of all, he has a great sense of humor, and he would joke and say, I'm much more popular now than I was then. (laughs) And he said that one of the issues that they have with humans is is that when ascended masters, teachers, higher teachers, teachers of consciousness come to the planet, the humans are so, uh, you know, they can feel their energy. Everything is energy. I mean, science has proved nothing can die. It can only change form. So when they feel the energy of a master, immediately they can tell there's truth. Truth brings in your heart. Truth is the same as it was a million years ago and it will be a million years from now. So when they have this recognition of speaking to a master and he's doing miracles, he's bringing people back from the dead and doing all these different things, they give their power away immediately and think, okay, well, this is this is God. And he said this is the biggest problem. He said he is not the most enlightened teacher that has ever come to this planet. And so he said this gets in the way of many of his teachings because he had never said he was God over and over again throughout the books I'm around, you probably saw that he has mentioned, I am not God. Even God doesn't want to be worshipped. So well, and, and it says that in truth, not even God requests to be worshipped. Our Creator's only desire is for you to love yourself because when you love self, you love Him. Please okay. understand that I've conveyed that God is a part of each one of us for we are each one expression. And it is a really strong point to take because I think we have to to attain some of what you're talking about in this book with the Oversoul that Jesus is talking about and, and going through the divine blueprint and having um, all of the different types of initiations that are to be presented for someone to ascend or to grow and evolve, you do have to recognize the worthiness of yourself Yes, and, and the position have, of yourself. Now, to look at yourself in the res- with respect, and worthiness is a, is a good, a good uh, phrase as well, but to understand that we're not sinners, we're not born in sin, this is one of the biggest things that, well, two things that really hold back a lot of people that are, consider themselves Christians is that Jesus always said that, he said one of, the, one of the burdens is that, that they hold this, that he died for them. He said he never, what he did, he didn't die for our sins. What he did was shift the awareness regarding the ability to take on the Christ mind so others can follow in his footsteps, not to the cross, you know, but to a path of, to a loving God. He said he took this path himself. He said that he was cut from the same cloth we were. We all burst from the Godhead at the exact same time. You know, when people say, well, don't you believe in the Trinity? Don't you believe that Jesus is, um, you know, the Son of God? And I say, yes, just like I'm the daughter of God. It's all the exact same thing. Even the Immaculate Conception, if you've noticed, in the book was was completely misconstrued. It's, it's yes. we're each of the Immaculate Concept, and this business about sin was brought upon by religious organizations that wanted to hold control over people. So you won't find anything like that in this book. This book is a book of love, and it teaches that people to strive to know themselves, go beyond the limitations of what a particular sect or religion deems to be its highest teaching, and just ask to know what cords of love are intended to flow through your soul, our Creator. And don't make your beliefs the law for others. And that's what we did. We didn't set any limit to what was handed down. We just say, open your heart open your mind, and listen to this teaching. And just because you read something in another book that's supposed to be a sacred teaching, you know, the Bible, the original Bible is very, very different than the Bible that most people read today. Even reincarnation was originally talked about in the, in the first Bibles. 
And um, that was taken, you know, taken out because it was, well, I think originally it was because they thought the people were in survival mode and for people to be able to pay attention to what was going on in their life and if they thought they had reincarnation that perhaps they wouldn't take that lifetime to really work on themselves and thinking that they had many other lives that they can do this in. So was uh, Pope Constantine decided to take that out. But it's still in there. There's many, many, you'll find many references to the Bible. Um, well, we'll continue in the Bible part of the conversation after this commercial break. The story of Jesus is, in fact, the story of each one of you. It is the developing consciousness through the gateways of the higher mind, the Christ mind, the oversoul, and then the God mind. Excerpts within the scriptures speak of the divinity within self and of God's immense love for his creations, and they assist the offspring of God to attune to their divine nature. To be a Christ means to hold a higher pattern of light and operate within a level of spirit of light, which is a stepping stone to returning all who work in these patterns to Godhead. That is why Christ is the way and the light. I'm speaking today with Vera Lauren, and we are talking about The Measure of Christ's Love, a wonderful book that is filled with enormous information. You can find out more about uh, Vera and Catherine and The Measure of Christ's Love at Christmatrix.com or TheMeasureOfChristLove.com. We will be right back to continue this discussion. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Guy MTV. Uh, definitely, once the show is over or at any point, allow yourself to click the banner that is at the top of my page and find out some of the amazing things that Guy MTV is doing. It is some of the best media that is out there, and it really is inspiring, uplifting, and engaging. So take a look at it and get 10 free days. 
uh, at any time. I would love for you to partake in that. I'm discussing the measure of Christ's love. In his own words, Jesus revealed the hidden mysteries of his teachings and clarifies major misinterpretations of his life and work through his oracle, Catherine Julian Dove. Before beloved oracle Catherine Julian Dove left the earthly plane, Jesus honored Vera Lauren, Catherine's closest friend and confidant, with the divine privilege to carry forth the sacred messages, many which have never been revealed before. This actually resulted in over 600 pounds worth of material, and it is now being made public. Vera Lauren is a longtime friend of Catherine Dove's and is a contemporary master, a highly intuitive channel, and an awakened spirit who is a writer, editor, and has compiled all of the books. She was appointed by the Office of the Christ to be the president and spokesperson for the Christ Matrix. The Savior is not necessarily an outer being. It is the mind and the heart in attunement with the oversoul of your own Christ body of light, your own Christ mind, your own Christ heart or sacred heart. The levels within the Christ orders move you into the oversoul. You, as a spiritual seeker, develop a burning desire that grows very bright, causing you to enter the mantle of the Christ. In a sense, this is the true Savior. And this is from the book, The Measure of Christ's Love. Again, you can access all of that information at themeasureofchristlove.com and christmatrix.com. So welcome back, Vera. I do want to talk a little bit about um, what you were finishing up with. And Jesus specifically states in the book that the enemy is not different skin colors or faiths or uh, beliefs that um, that a lot of people really get engaged in of thinking and judging, that the actual enemy is judgment itself. We're our own worst enemy, absolutely. And what people don't understand is when they take judgment and they they – ridicule or make their laws or their beliefs the law for others is that they set up i call it a boomerang a cosmic boomerang what you put out you're going to draw back not that god punishes punishes you because he doesn't you yourself set up a lesson it's it's how the universal laws work so what you put out you receive back it's it's just it, it it's a uh, of an energy like a conduit that goes out and comes right back to you does that make sense to you? Absolutely, absolutely. When we speak something for another, we're we're speaking it for them, but we're impacting our own life with the exact same things, most definitely. And I, I just wanted to add, thank you so much for mentioning Kathy. Kathy, uh, Catherine, I called her Kathy. Uh, she was an, an amazing friend, and what was so cool when we first met was we recognized that the paranormal is our normal. <laughs> and we considered ourselves groupies. We would go around and, and were always seeking spirituality and spiritual people and wanting to grow and to learn. And she, if she were alive, she wouldn't, I was telling you, she wouldn't do this interview. She wouldn't do any of the interviews. She, she didn't want any part of that. She wanted to do her channeling and get out of Dodge. So she's very happy about where she is and, and what she was doing. But she was also um, Julian of Norwich in another life. Mm. And uh, that we found to be very interesting. She was an anchorage. But there's one thing I wanted to add about the, the book before we even go any further, if you don't mind me just going in this sure. direction. It, it's the title of the book, The Measure of Christ's Love. And the word Christ, you know, is, is often misunderstood, and people don't realize that we're each intended to become Christ's. And it, it, it's a wake-up call for people, and they think it's almost blasphemous when I say that. And I say that 
the reason that people think it's religious is right away they see the title. And I have to tell you that I got in so many arguments <laughs> with Jesus over this title. I had about 18 other choices, and he said, no. He said, this is going to be one of your missions is out there to make people understand that many of these this terminology is not meant for religions. You know, they have to get comfortable with this. And I was recently told to stop apologizing for the title, but they said I can do this little explanation. And I say that it's not a religious book. It's one's perception because of associations. You know, I don't under, I, I do understand what others might think that, you know, when they see the title. But it really, truly is coming from them because the misinformation is causing limitations. For example, you know, the Star of David, right? When I say that right away, you think of what? The Hebrew teachings. Right. But he explains that this powerful symbol was meant for everyone. And the Jews were just smart enough to grab it, you know. And he said it's like creating something to get, that gets passed on, but the origin is unknown. So folks assume or attach an association and then label it or set limits on it. Anyway, but look, in my view, we're all one. And whatever God is, and if they believe in God, everyone pretty much agrees there's only one God. And to me, he has no gender. Actually, the higher up you go... You may notice that when we refer to God many times in the book, we say it, and that is not derogatory. That's actually how we perceive him because there is no, um, like I said, there is no gender the higher up you go. It's an energy of love, but I won't limit him because my brain can't wrap, wrap around the concept. You know, I'm jumping all over here, but I also, um, well, I'll finish this off with just saying that if one were isolated and read this book, they wouldn't have any judgments or religious association because... Most religions are cults, and I'm not against anyone's religion or belonging to a religion. It's just not personally for me, but it's filled with dogma and tells you what to believe and places labels and boundaries, and they claim they have all the answers or play the middleman between God and their congregations, and they teach guilt, promote fear, and I can go on and on. Anyway, but you won't find any of that in our book. You'll, You'll only find love. And the other day I was listening to, there was a new comment out from Harvard. Did you hear about this woman that was saying she found a, a papyrus saying that Jesus had a wife? It was, it was on the news no. the other day. Uh-huh. And if, even if it turns out to be authentic, Jesus, when I was talking, it reminded me of this because when I was saying there's no gender, because highly ascended masters really have a different DNA than we do because your DNA changes as you grow and, and as you evolve. And he he wasn't married in that life. What he meant, and we cover it in the book, by taking a wife in this sense is, is being misrepresented. He says that when you pray with me, I come before you as the bridegroom. He's talking about the Christos. He said that's the promise he left behind. He said it's no well, and part of that, when you were talking about the DNA of ascended masters, it, it talks about in the book how human beings are missing some DNA and some of the pathways and initiations that go through the the divine blueprint and the different um, paths that have to go to achieve that Christhood um, involve reattaining that DNA blueprint so that one can be of that more ascended nature. Right. And well, as you enter a pattern of light energy, you become wed to the Christ, and that's your oversoul. You don't really actually marry the personality of the man Jesus. And I think that's where that scroll, that little piece of paper that was found that's being so talked about, is, is because it's out of context, which has happened to him so many times. Can you imagine? I hate when I'm misrepresented or misquoted. Can you imagine being him? And we, so many people, you know, say this is what Jesus would do or this is what Jesus would say. 
Anyway, but it's all part of the redemption that he offered for an awakening to what he caused his brothers and sisters. That's what he wants us to look at. He wants us to look at him as an example of our, of our potential. That's what he came as. He said, I'm an example of what you're all meant to become. And that was his, his message over and over again. Now, at, through the book, it talks about, um, Jesus talks about the divine blueprint and the oversoul. And that these are concepts that most people probably wouldn't be familiar with, but that this is part of the pathway uh, for people to be able to explore that divine nature and, and that they have to ask to be guided back through that knowledge and move through that so that they can reattain those missing strands of DNA that were held prior to the fall. Exactly. Um, talk a yeah, little bit about the... that and reattaining the cellular memory that, um, that really still holds that divine blueprint. Right, because it's through the divine blueprint that the image of the Christ is reflected for you. And it's really your calling. It's, it's Jesus was service, and, and that was his blueprint. So in truth, being a savior really means, um, you know, an individual takes on their own bl- divine blueprint. It's holding um, the pattern of, a, of Christ, of the Christhood. And as you say, the Lords of Karma explain in the book about the DNA strands being removed. And that was during a very, very dark time in the world. And the heart flames of people were really uh, diminished. So it was all prior to the fall and, and when, the, when the DNA patterns were first intact. Because this was meant to be a garden world. This third dimension world uh, is a purgatory world now. One of the draws for coming here is the fact that we have free choice and free will. But initially, we talk... The very last question in the book is about the Elohim. We have a section, there's a glossary, and then there's the question and answers in the back. And I fought for this last question about the Elohim and about Darwin and creationism. And um, and we have a book that's going to come out, and I have to wait a while because it's very heavy information. But it talks all about prior to the fall, how the patterns were intact and how humans dwelled in the heavenly state at that time. And, um, and even in the book, we do mention about Adam and Eve and the apple. Like the apple really represented change, and the kundalini was the snake, and and all that. People really think there was really a, an apple and a real snake, and <laughs> and this is how it happened. And things just got misinterpreted over the years. You know the game telephone? Did you ever play that game when you were little? Yes. Where you sit around a table and you whisper in each other's ear, but it, and it changes by the time you get yes. Yeah, to the last person, everything has changed. Well, that's how I think a lot of the teachings, what happened to the teachings. (laughs) And also, Jesus said that with the Bible, um, many of the the, uh, Gospels and things, he said that his his own disciples who loved him dearly wanted him to look in the best light. So they thought they were doing him a favor by changing some of the things he said because he was really, could be a quite the showman, and they were trying to protect him, and he said, I don't need protection, and so they changed his words, which is why the heavy responsibility fell on me <laughs> to make sure I don't do this. I was, you know, very, I'm overly concerned all the time that I never change when I break down a heavy concept to make it palatable for people. I have to really watch, you know, and of course, I'm in touch with Kathy and him, but people have to buy that. Well, one one piece that he said that was that I find especially powerful now because so many people are going through pain and are seeking and are trying to get through difficult times in their life um, is that your core beliefs are what I encourage and assist you in releasing the pain related to any system of judgment. Forgiveness is a tool that we use on this planet to assist you in breaking free of the lower mind locked in the astral corridor. And then self-criticism gradually lessens with increased uh, spiritual awareness. 
when your mind is in the currents of forgiveness and respect for yourself, vibrations are raised, then order starts to return and you are more in control of your life. A big part of the message of this book is, and, and the attainment of Christhood is self-responsibility. Yeah. It was a core message throughout, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. Well, this is the thing, to be authentic, to be within yourself, not to give, um, to, there's no victims in this world. There really aren't. There's only volunteers. And this is partly with what I call the brainwashing that has gone on. And I don't want to come off harsh about religion, but I get disgusted that you'll meet somebody and they won't believe anything that their parents believe, but because they were born into a certain belief system, that's it, and they won't open up to something else. And a lot of times religions have taken the been an intermediary saying that you can't reach God without them. And that's just not the case. And so, yes, absolutely, you have to have, you have to be self-empowered. And any teaching that makes you dependent on anybody is not, again, not coming from God, not coming from the truth. We're, we're embryos as that section in the, I think you were in the divine blueprint section. Yes. We're just, we're embryos. And if you, everything you need is within yourself. And I tell people, you have two terrific tools. You have meditation and prayer. Meditation is when you're listening to God. And prayer is when you're talking, when you're asking. But prayer has to come from your heart. It can't be rote prayer. It can't be someone else's words. It has to be that what comes from you. And that's mainly what is what I say to people. If you want to simplify things, because even though we get into some very heavy concepts here and very... Um, there's, I'm hearing music. We're going to break. I'll be <laughs> We'll continue that in just a second. Jesus says, I prepare you to receive qualified light, and you hold an expanded understanding of self. I assist in qualifying the light around you, enabling you to hold more tones of appreciation, more expressions and qualities usually attributed to angels. Many will even feel or identify with being an angel, and this is extremely joyful to us in the heavenly realms. It is a bridge of light I assist you in crossing. I levitate the energies within your aura and attune them to the higher mind and then communicates to you in accordance with your level of understanding. This is all from the book, The Measure of Christ's Love, uh, by Catherine Julian Dove with Vera Lauren as editor, compiler, and contributor. I urge you to go to their websites, The Measure of Christ's Love and ChristMatrix.com to find out a little bit more. We'll be right back with Vera Lauren. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset. 
Discovering the Heart and Stepping into Conscious Living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-T-V dot com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Each person is a product of their own thinking and feeling world, and this is the reason certain circumstances occur. Inside everyone is the prism of light that is sealed over, and it holds the higher memories and higher consciousness. It is the doorway to the Christ Oversoul. It is the diamond mind, the mind of the Christ, the mind of the Christos, but it is buried under a massive amount of debris. The time has come for everyone to take that inner journey to unmask the truth within, decide what parts of self are going to dissolve to the earth that were born of the earth, that were not born of spirit, not born of the divine nature. This is in the book, The Measure of Christ's Love, by Catherine Julian Dove and Vera Lauren, and it goes into so many of these concepts that may seem... Uh, foreign or may seem like things you've heard of before, but it goes more deeply into that and how to achieve uh, some of the assistance from Christ in opening up yourself in these ways. Uh, you can find out more at themeasureofchristlove.com or christmatrix.com. Vera, there's a section in here which talks about the oversoul or the mantle of Christ being a memory capsule that is placed above the crown center chakra. And it is a consciousness. It is a part of the divine mind, the creator, um, which beckons all of life's streams and, and the divine nature and the spirit throughout consciousness. Um, talk about um, what it means when you've written in here about lower mind and divine mind and Christ over soul and Christ mind. Are these different steps that people rise through as they clear themselves and move through different initiations? Exactly, exactly. They, they, well, to back up a second, when you were talking, when we went to break and you were talking about, because this leads to what you were saying about personal responsibility, um, Jesus, you know, it makes a big deal over the fact that he's no one's savior and people can look to him to have him walk to a certain part, to a certain point, because as a spiritual seeker, um, you have a burning desire that grows bright to enter into the mantle of the Christ. And he said, in a sense, that is what your true Savior is. He said, believing, he said, to believe that, that someone, um, will be relieved of personal responsibility, one only need to believe 
to accept Jesus as their Lord or brother is immature. And he said, not what I taught. He said, it's very immature to think that, you know, and, and many people will say that to me, that, that don't I take Jesus as my Savior? And I say, absolutely not. I have to take my personal responsibility. But, um, yes, the seal of Abraham, uh, which, by the way, is represented by the Star of David, and the mantle of the Christ is the, the, the robe. That's what we talk about, the robe of the, the, of the many colors. You know, you've, you've, you've heard of that expression. Yes. And um, the, the light garments, like the, these are the garments of light of the I am presence, the higher self, and they connect your soul to the Christ mind. And they're just graduating points of consciousness that are part of the higher self and the I am presence. So the human soul moves through many opportunities of learning, and, and some of these circumstances can be understood by as experiencing limited light and limited spiritual understanding toward itself. So that's just a, a simple rudimentary, rudimentary explanation. But the, the mantle of the Christ itself is, is the oversoul, the Christ oversoul, or it's a robe of light that as an individual spark of God, you know, each of us intended um, to be the mantle of the Christ in physical form. So in other words, the oversoul, it's a, it, 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 like you, you, I think you were reading right from the book when you were saying it's a memory capsule that is placed yes. above the crown chakra. And I'm thinking a lot of people may not know what we're talking about when it says chakras, but I call them the computer system of our body. So the top of the head, and it's a consciousness, part of the divine mind of the creator. And um, this is the reason why people need to be returned to the Christ oversoul, because it's their birthright. You know, it, per- it permeates all living consciousness. And well, in a powerful piece. A powerful piece in there was where Jesus said himself that uh, he came in as a, a a being known as Jesus, but he's actually the consciousness. He's he's the oversoul which um, he uni- he united with Jesus and, and, and embodied that. But again, that was his divine blueprint. But in fact, Jesus was drew- drawn into the imminent flame and. He was the expression of consciousness that revealed itself so that people could have an example to see. That's right. And and when he was carrying the cross, um, he had already been oversold, and the angels were helping him with the cross. And Lord Lord uh, Maitreya uh, actually had overtaken, had oversold him already, and was who took over for him when he went onto the cross in the very end. So even he was learning while he was in that experience. But when you mentioned um, the mental and the memory bodies and the lower and the higher bodies and the causal bodies, and anyway, Earth exists in one octave, and and as I said earlier, it's the third dimension. So the physical body is all we see, but there's many invisible layers to each person. You know, there's plants and animals and mineral, and the human body has four invisible lower bodies are actually sheets of distinct frequencies that surround the soul. And when I give lectures in person, it's much easier because I have drawings and graphs and things, so it's hard on the radio for people to get it. But anyway, they could go online, I'm sure, and look up things. And there's many, many, uh, if they write photos, they can look up mental and memory bodies, and there's many beautiful drawings online. But the physical, emotional, and mental and etheric bodies, they're just a vehicle for the soul to journey through time and space. For example, the mental bodies are the vehicles manifested in the higher self as solid intelligence. And this is where the powers of mind are developed, such as your imaginations, your thoughts, and your memories. Mm. And as, as we 
how important is it for people to know all of those bodies and this is what you have to do or this is Not what you all. have to go to? Or what, what is the simple thing that Jesus is really asking us through this book in terms of to begin to take on that oversoul, to begin to discover the divine blueprint? What is the first initial steps that really can help move in that direction? And then how do we ask Jesus to come in and really help us? Well, just by asking him, this is the thing. I always tell people, talk from your heart. When you pray, don't use rope prayer, and I already said that earlier. It's What you ask is that your spiritual awareness be heightened by an invitation, a gift, if you will, to explore and access the Christ within. So just to be forever consciously transformed to whatever level you choose. So when you when you go to read this book or any teaching you you go with and you sit and you just what i like to do is just before i begin anything is i i I do a little exercise and then i i contemplate and i sometimes i make a list of things i have to do for the day to get all that out, out of the way and then i ask to be taken to a level of my understanding because that's what will happen when People are reading and just say you're someone who's like yourself, who's who's well-read in these topics. You will be asked to take to the level you are at. It won't go against any of your personal beliefs, any of your core beliefs. Look, God wants us to succeed more than we want us to succeed for ourselves. And the message you said in one simple term I could define as love because that's what this book is about. It doesn't go against any. This book is not about beliefs. It doesn't tell anybody what to believe or what not to believe because, quite frankly, someone's belief system is of no consequence to me. I mean, if you believe the world is square or, you know, flat, it doesn't matter because it's not going to change the reality of what that is. It's who you are as a person. It's how you treat other people, how you treat animals. And Jesus mentions a lot about animals in this book, and we have a whole book all about the elemental kingdoms that will be coming out. I'm sure very busy here. <laughs> but that's, that's what he's saying. Is it's, At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The vehicle you take to where you're going, you know, you may take a, we may say we're going to meet at a certain place, and you might take a Jaguar, and I might take a rowboat. It doesn't matter. What matters, again, is the kind of person you are, how, what your intentions are, the to me, that is really the defining po- component of every single person, your intentions. What is, because we all say some things sometimes we don't mean. You know, what is your intent behind what you're doing? And that's not just the spoken intent. Even more powerful is just the thought intent. Uh, so many times people can say one thing, but in actuality what's in their mind is a thought that is completely the opposite, and and that in itself is an intent which, like you said before, is going to boomerang back to you as well as whoever you're thinking about. Yeah, well, people think that God punishes them, and and how could God make this happen or that happen, and they don't realize that they're the ones that are making that exactly. You are living today what you created yesterday. It sounds so cliched, but it is true. You have so much, we have so much more power than we think we do. You know, we have to get out of our own way sometimes. And the purity of it all is that it's, it is so simple. There, when you, you said something really good, when you said, what do people have to take away from all this? Because I know when people begin to read this book, sometimes there's parts in the beginning, especially about Jesus' journey, and we had so much fun with Jesus' journey, talking to Mother Mary and asking her questions, and I'll tell you about something about that in a minute. But I tell people, read three pages a day. And contemplate that because it's not meant to be read as a novel. 
Um, but when we were doing the book, it was so great to digress, and that's why you get other books from it as well. And Mother Mary told us so many stories about what happened, and she was saying that, if you don't mind me indulging a second here, that when um, she was traveling when she was pregnant, <laughs> she said, we weren't alone. She said, you could never travel in those days alone. You had to have your whole entourage, your whole family was with her. So, you know, and then Jesus himself talks about when we were trying to plan workshops and things, he would pick places and we'd say, well, we can't really have people go there, Jesus, because there aren't any hotels or motels near there. And his view of how people could manage was different than what our view would be now. And people would say, well, how could he? He's a master. He should know all that. But he really hasn't been here in this life, um, living here physically, even though he's amongst us spiritually. Jesus says that the majority are still accustomed to singling me out as the only Son of God. Unfortunately, this is the real cross placed upon the Christians, waiting for another whose name they think can never measure up to, and then expecting him to be your salvation has prevented many from developing their own relationship with God and committing to deepening their understanding of the kingdom of heaven. Rather than thinking of me as your salvation, I prefer the image of your protector as one committed to attuning to his own God presence and our creator. Walking in my shadow with your head hung down should not be anyone's destiny. Your mistakes, your accomplishments, and your ability to move into the light and retain light are all contributing factors to your salvation because we are each rulers of our own fate. This is The Measure of Christ's Love by Catherine Julian Dove and Vera Lauren. And you can find out more about this and get your copy at themeasureofchristlove.com or christmatrix.com. We'll be right back with Vera Lauren. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaia TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. God selected a certain few to visit the earth and become spiritual leaders. This is how I prefer to be remembered, not as taking away anyone's divine inheritance. No one has heard it enough times how very much our Creator loves you, and you are each intended to develop a close relationship with God. I challenge all of you to walk in silence for several weeks, communing with our Creator and regarding yourselves as worthy as I am. By doing so, you will realize... You truly are the sons and daughters I'm speaking of. And in this moment, what I'd like to ask you to do is just close your eyes and take a breath. There's a prayer in here that Jesus shared, and I'd like you to listen to these words and take them in and claim them for yourself. Take a deep breath. I am in the arms of God. I am a son or daughter of creation. The powers of God are my inheritance. I unfold the light of the Christ mind and desire to receive my divine blueprint. Amen. Vera, it is just as simple as asking for that, too. It really is just that simple. It is. Um, People want to make it more complicated. And I always think about the people who are where... They're in a, um, I've done a lot of traveling and I've gone to remote islands and things and we were in an island one time where they didn't even know where the United States was, never even heard of it. And I think about those people, what do they do? It's as simple, like you say, to, to, to go within and to be that, um, that purity, that innocence. And you talk meant- about that silent place that we have to go within because I know just in my own spiritual journey I have done often many times of silence, and I I came back this summer from a trip to Machu Picchu where I did 11 days of silence. Wow, good for you. And had the most (laughs) profound connections, most profound connections with God in that period. Let's talk about going deeply inside and and touching that silence to be able to receive and hear and, and touch that beautiful place of lover and beloved. Well, this is what I was saying earlier, that if you do all the talking and you don't listen, then you'll never learn. And that's what meditation, where meditation takes you. And meditation, um, it's getting more recognized today, but it's good to mention it again because it is such a, a, an enormously valuable, underrated tool. But what I tell people, that, sure, there's walking meditations and things like that, but the best meditations are silent ones. And even though I like to talk a lot, <laughs> I'm not someone who's on the phone all that much. I'm basically a hermit, and I do like my silence. And I have found that's when I come up with my most creative ideas is when I allow the universe, when I allow things just to happen rather than constantly feel like you're um, just in, in, caught up in, in the world. And I think today was such a fast-paced electronic world that we have. And believe me, I love technology. But you have to get away and go back to what the simple things are. And 
Every day, if someone were to say to me, I don't have time to meditate, well, time is an illusion. And when I first began to meditate, I found that it felt like I had an elastic day, I called it, because I was able to expand time. And I start every day with about two, two and a half hours of meditation, and that's how I end each day. And, yes, I had the luxury to work at home. You know, being an author is, is the life of a hermit in some ways. But um, I w- even when I didn't, I, this is if I have to travel or anything, I'll get up at 4 o'clock in the morning just to be able to do that. I am addicted to meditation because in that silence, it takes you to places you'll never go. I'll tell you something else. When you when you may know all this too, so I'm actually speaking to all the audience as well, of course. Um, when you are meditating and you get to, uh, it's, it's let me back up. If someone said they wanted to learn to run. You wouldn't go out the first day you're running and run a marathon. That's ridiculous. It probably took me seven years to learn to meditate correctly. When I first began, if you said, I'm going to give you a billion dollars if you could sit for three minutes and not have the chatter and to really meditate, I couldn't do it because the quieter I became at first, the more chatter I heard. And this is normal. This is what happens, but no one tells you this. So you have to be disciplined, and you just have to stick with it each day and just try it for five to ten minutes. And you focus on what's called your kutasha or your third eye, and your, there's three things in meditation you could do. I don't know I was going to be giving this lesson, but I don't, I don't know how much time we have, but I'll try and go as fast as possible. I appreciate it. I think it's great for people to hear. Okay, thank you. Three things. Your spine should be straight because, as I said earlier, that's where all your chakras are. That's important. And to focus on your third eye, um, you look up between your, your – your, don't strain because you can get a headache if you do it too often. And a lot of people use what's called a mantra. I, I really don't do that, but it's okay. And you could say a word that is meaningful to you, or you could say the word love or om or I am, um, I am divine or whatever it, it takes. And so – as I say, before you begin, you could do a little exercise or squeeze your body about three times. Sit down in a quiet place. It's best to do it in the same area all the time because you create a little vortex. And if you could do it around the same time. I had a mother that, uh, uh, one of my students, she had five children, and I would tell her to go in the toilet. <laughs> Close <enough. laughs> She'll have her peace or go in the tub or something like that. And to take each time, each day. And, and after a while, but you have to do this because after a while you'll see, and you can't say I'll do it every third day or something. You need to do it every day. You need to commit. If you're going to do it, you need to commit. It will change your life. And all of a sudden, someday you'll be sitting there and you'll think you're sitting three minutes and you'll look at the clock and you've been there for 25 minutes. But the longer you meditate, the deeper you'll go and you'll have experiences that I don't have time to tell you about. But one of the things I will tell you is the sounds that you hear. Each chakra has a sound. When I first heard bells when I was meditating, I thought, wow, I didn't know there was a church around here that had the bells. And I believe, I think I'm right on this, I'm not 100% sure, but that's where churches got the ideas to use bells because that was one of the sounds you hear. And one of the first sounds you hear when you're born is the ohm sound, and it's the last sound you hear, and you'll hear these sounds in your head. And the first time I ever heard a voice speak to me, I was working, and I heard a very soft voice talking to me. It was a man's voice. It was louder than this than speaking on a phone or someone speaking to you in person. And I really believe, and this is my own term for it, but I believe meditation is the gymnastics of the soul. If people take away anything tonight, I'd like to put them to take away that to be more loving, more conscious, think about your intentions, and really incorporate meditation and prayer. And prayer, if all you say is thank you, that is a beautiful prayer in itself. 
That is fab, fab, fantastic that you said all of that, and I think that's powerful. And just begin with three minutes a day if that's all of you got. In addition to uh, all of the amazing material in the measure of Christ's love, at the end there are guidelines and tools for raising your consciousness, um, some of which are ridding yourself of destructive patterns, removing the shackles of self-imposed blocks and burdens, letting go of the past, forgiveness, escape the, the emotional imprisonment, changing the attitude, learning how to cultivate appreciation and gratitude, accountability. So many places in here that can just help to guide you on your own path, whether it's curiosity, whether you want to really hear some words that Jesus has said, whether you are a skeptic that wants to have something to fight about. I urge you to pick Mm -hmm. up this book, The Measure of Christ's Love by Catherine Julian Dove and Vera Lauren. You can find out more about this at themeasureofchristlove.com and christmatrix.com. Again, thank you to Guy MTV for being a sponsor of 1111 Talk Radio. Take advantage of that 10-free-day trial. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Hello? Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.